Maybe I'd catch a break. I should have known better, although Eunice is far from being a traditional Korean girl. She was born and raised in the Midwestern United States. She can suddenly become very Confucian, especially when it comes to her parents, for whom she cares deeply. When I told her of my misgivings about the payback, her Confucian heritage, those core family values that Korean parents instill in their children all over the world, came bubbling to the surface from some rarely tapped cistern buried within her. She considered the payback so important that the issue was non-negotiable. Get over it, she shot back. I could practically hear the old sage rapping his cane on the floor and scolding me from the grave. So, with difficulty, I set aside my reservations. The morning of the wedding, I asked her younger brother James for bowing lessons. I couldn't just bow any way I wanted, it had to be the right kind of bow. We found an isolated hallway at our hotel, and James gave me an emergency tutorial. While still standing, place your hands at the forehead, with the thumbs and forefingers forming a triangle between them. Then, with your hands in that position, rather than helping you to balance, lower yourself onto your knees. Next, Bend over until your hands and forehead are plastered to the floorboards. Maintain that position for a few seconds, lift up your head, again without using your hands, and remain on your knees until the parents have finished speaking. As the payback began, my heart was racing. It was easily the most nerve-wracking moment of my wedding. The fact that my closest friends were watching probably didn't help but I got through the ceremony without embarrassing myself or insulting anyone, and it pleased Eunice's father immensely. I took a deep breath of relief. Until events took an unexpected turn. Eunice's parents insisted that we repeat the payback with my own mother. Although my mother was well aware of my discomfort with the ceremony, she readily accepted and, much to my dismay, reveled in watching her son bow before her. I guess we're all Confucians at heart. Confucius's attendance at my wedding ceremony is just one very minor example of the influence the great sage still wields today. Twenty-five hundred years after Confucius first expounded his ideas, they remain ensconced within the societies of East Asia. Having survived endless political upheavals, economic metamorphoses, and a torrent of foreign doctrines, religions, and cultural influences. Although in recent decades East Asia has undergone fantastically accelerated modernization, there is still simply no way to interact with a Chinese, Korean, or Japanese person without understanding and contending with the ancient ideals of Confucius. His teachings can be discovered in ministerial offices and parliament houses, governing how officials craft policy and relate to their citizens. In corporate boardrooms and on factory floors, guiding CEOs on business strategy and human resources. In schoolrooms, dictating how teachers educate their students, and in bedrooms, intruding on relations between husbands and wives. Confucius influences how East Asians think about democracy raise children, choose careers, socialize at the office, and understand their own identities. You can't successfully conduct business, negotiate with a government official, make sense of the issues that arise when dating, or comprehend what motivates East Asians today without an appreciation of Confucius.
That, without question, makes Confucius one of the most important men who ever lived. His teachings shape the daily lives of well over 1.6 billion people today, nearly a quarter of the world's population, in a huge geographic swath stretching from northern Japan down to Java and Indonesia. Only Christianity can claim to hold greater sway over modern global culture. Even as Asia has been bombarded by outside influences, from the Communist Manifesto to the Bible to Harry Potter, from mocha lattes to McDonald's to Britney Spears, Confucius has endured, too much a part of daily life to be smothered, uprooted, or replaced. Confucius, then, ranks with Abraham, Jesus, Mohammed, and Siddhartha Gautama, better known as the Buddha, and Aristotle and Plato.